JT Daniels is officially set to visit Missouri. Meanwhile, Brady Cook's teammates show him a lot of confidence at the same time. Also, an update on the Missouri coaching search, including one name that I haven't brought up yet that, frankly, I should have by now. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. Thanks for telling a friend we are free and available on all platforms. But you know what? The big news, at least on the football field, nothing breaking yet as far as the Missouri head basketball coaching search. So you know what? Let's lead with some football because, well, as I record here at about 3 o'clock central time here in Missouri, well, JT Daniels might well be here in town in Columbia, Missouri. The former Georgia and USC quarterback, former top top five prospect in high school, depending on which recruiting service you want to look at. But again, a guy with a lot of talent who apparently is giving Missouri a long look. Now you might wonder, do we want the kid who got beaten out by Stetson Bennett? Do we want Georgia's sloppy seconds? Well, frankly, to me, it's a mixed answer, right? I won't go too long on this because I've done my JT Daniels spiel before, but The guy is clearly an incredible talent. He's got a heck of an arm attached to his shoulder. There's no question about that. He can throw the ball if you give him time. Not only does he have the arm strength, he's got the accuracy too. But what worries me is not only does he have injury concerns from his career, that's frankly the biggest reason he got beaten out last year by Stetson Bennett, was injury and opportunity. Daniels just could never get healthy in the 2021 campaign. Apparently injured his oblique muscle in preseason and was just never quite right the entire year. But we saw at the end of 2020, we know he can throw the football. Again, if you give him time. But we also know that Daniels cannot move whatsoever. He is no threat to run the ball. I mean, you you think Connor Basilak was kind of a statue? Well, believe me, he can run more than JT Daniels, at least when Basilak was 100% healthy. Daniels, on the other hand, he is a pure 100% pocket passer and a guy who maybe takes a few too many sacks as well. So that's something to worry about. Maybe if you don't have the dominant Georgia offensive line that you would ex- you would come to expect, right? They're going to dominate most of the teams up front. Certainly when Daniels started against Missouri at Faroe Field, well, they won the battle in the trenches, something that Eli Drinkwitz pointed out in the post in the in his post-game comments. So, yes, if Missouri gets Daniels, I'll consider it a win just because of his immense upside. But again, I don't think it's a 100% sure thing. Oh, we've got JT Daniels, and by golly, there's another two or three wins that we can chalk up because, again, I'm not sure that you can trust his health, number one. And number two, is he the type of player that's actually going to thrive in an offense that maybe needs the quarterback to run the ball a little bit more? Now, of course, the black and gold game, the spring scrimmage, is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And there was a draft, I believe, either yesterday or the day before, of the guys on the the two teams that will scrimmage. And, well, 
Brady Cook was asked who he would take as the number one overall pick, and he said, I'll take Trey John Jeffcoat just to get him out of my face. Well, interestingly enough, in fact, ironically, Brady Cook was the number one overall pick of that spring draft, which to me was was a statement as much as anything, because frankly, if you're doing game theory, right, if you really want to win this draft, you really want to win the scrimmage, if I'm one of those groups of seniors and I really want those steaks instead of the hot dogs, right, that, that was, those, are, that's, those are the steaks, the big-time steaks for Saturday. N- no pun intended there, using steaks a second time. But if I really want to win, well, gosh, if Tyler Macon and Brady Cook are, are fairly close, then the other team's not going to draft two quarterbacks, right? So I might as well just wait on a quarterback. On the other hand, if I'm trying to make a statement to my teammates, to my coaching staff, to my fan base, to everybody around the University of Missouri, that I, as a senior, I believe in Brady Cook, well, that's the move I'm going to make. I'm taking him number one overall, and I'm sending a message to everybody who wants to come into this program and compete with Brady as well. I just thought that was interesting. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overanalyzing it a little bit, but to me, the number one overall pick, that says something about what Brady Cook's teammates, at least you know that group of seniors who selected him, that says something about what they think of him in the locker room. And finally, before we get to the hardwood, I want to acknowledge the passing of a Missouri superfan and Columbia businessman, Tiger John Cleek, unfortunately, lost his battle with ALS recently, and my, my biggest memory of Tiger John is, is, of course, probably what many people's is who are, who are my age or older, and that's his, frankly, delightful and genius form of advertising. You see, Tiger John, especially when I was growing up, right, Missouri football wasn't very good, but Tiger John Cleek, the owner of Cleek's Rent-to-Own here in Columbia, Missouri, well, each and every week he would pick the Missouri football games. Now, even if Missouri, who again, not very good in the early 90s when I remember first reading these ads, but when even if Missouri came to town, well, even if the Tigers were 40-point underdogs, Tiger John would somehow find a way to write a narrative, a way that Missouri would pull out the game 28-27 to or something like that. Every single week, without fail, Tiger John picked the Tigers to win. And again, in a world where I, as a young man, loved reading the sports page and didn't notice 95%, I would say, of the ads, much less didn't read them, I didn't even notice most of them. Well, not only did I notice those ads every week, in fact, I looked forward to it. I would think, oh boy, what's Tiger John going to pick this week as Mizzou is surely going to get crushed anyway. But anyway, just, just wanted to give a quick tribute out to a bit of a local celebrity. Rest in peace, Tiger John Cleek. And coming up with Conzo Martin out of the fold at Missouri, a Missouri recruit has opened up his recruitment as a result. So let's talk about that young man, plus update you on the Missouri coaching search. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. And you know what? It's about that time of day for me, getting a little peckish. You know what? It's time for me to reach for a delightful chocolatey treat that I like to call Built Bar. But you know what? I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Nope, you can't make me, despite the fact that these bars are covered in 100% pure, lovely, yummy chocolate. They're also low-cal, 
low sugar, low carb, but yes, high in protein. So this isn't just junk food. Yeah, it's kind of a treat, but you know what? You're getting real substance with these things as well. Again, don't feel guilty about it. Treat yourself with Built Bar, which is indeed the best of both worlds. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So Missouri recruit Aiden Shaw, a guy I'm a big fan of just from, you know, limited action, looking at him online, his high school highlights and what have you. And one of the, probably the highest, in fact, Missouri signee in a few seasons. Well, unfortunately, he's reopening his recruitment with Conzo Martin, obviously no longer in the fold at Missouri. However, he does say he is open to re-signing with Missouri But for now, he's going to listen to other offers. And quite frankly, I can't blame him. I'd be doing the same thing, I think, if I were him. At least figure out what else is out there, see see who Missouri signs as their coach, and then kind of go from there. I think he has every right to do that, and I can't blame him whatsoever. Obviously, we would love to have Aiden Shaw back in the fold, but what happens there remains to be seen. Of course, it still remains to be seen who is the Missouri basketball coach, and you might be wondering, hmm, why hasn't Missouri hired anybody yet? Because you might have noticed, of course, well, there's a couple jobs in the SEC that came open and are already filled. Well, Mike White both filled and opened a couple of those jobs, in fact. Mike White moved on from Florida in somewhat surprising fashion, at least at least to this podcaster. Florida's made the NCAA tournament five years in a row. I guess they're a little bit spoiled down there in Gainesville after a couple national championships about 15 years ago or so. But anyway, Mike White moves on from Florida, now the head coach, at Georgia, so he's remaining within the SEC. Also, Florida has found their new coach as well after the Murray State and San Francisco game. The Dons were eliminated, and San Francisco's head coach, Todd Golden, has has moved on and is now the head coach at Florida. So Florida moved rather quickly there, no doubt about that. And of course, well, this has ramifications for Missouri, at least if you believe the reporting being done online right now various corners of the internet, of course, Dave Matter at the Post-Dispatch, Gabe DeArmond. Well, certainly all of these guys have been mentioning Todd Golden as a, as a strong possibility for Missouri. And in fact, Murray, the Murray State coach as well, Mike McMahon, same deal. So that could actually be a reason why Missouri hasn't hired a coach yet, because maybe Mike McMahon is the guy. Quite frankly, the Murray State head coach, they were 30-2, and two, I believe, this season, or 30-4, and four, some crazy record like that anyway. Obviously, Murray State's been really good for years now, and the argument against hiring that guy is, well, everybody does well at Murray State, seemingly. So anyway, just try, there's a lot of people who have figured this out, right? That, hmm, well, obviously, Kim English is not coaching a right now currently he's with George Mason and I'm saying his season is over same thing with Dennis Gates at Cleveland State so if Missouri is still waiting on somebody well maybe it is McMahon from Murray State and the interesting thing is now they're going to be playing St. Peter's instead of who we all assumed they were going to be playing Kentucky and probably bowing out in the second round right well if Murray State makes the sweet 16 
that means you might be waiting a few days longer. But then there is one more possibility, and that's that the person that Missouri is presumably waiting on that's still alive in the NCAA tournament, well, nobody's figured it out yet. Perhaps the lid on this whole coaching search really is that tight that there aren't any leaks whatsoever, and maybe the information just isn't that good right now. The problem with that is you would assume that if, if you're on into the second round of the tournament at this point, if you're, if you're still in the tournament today, well, most of these coaches are probably not looking to move on to Missouri, right? We've already kind of established that the Ohio State coach, Holtman, who people had thrown out there as a possibility, it sounds like he's not going anywhere. At least he's not going to be going to Missouri, right? And frankly, Ohio State's a better job. So again, nobody's going to make a lateral move to Missouri. So it's probably going to have to be some mid-major type. Well, the only other person I could really see out there as a possibility is actually somebody I've been meaning to bring up for a while because I was actually, before the Missouri-Georgia game, the final home game of the season, about an hour before the game, Tiger Scholarship Fund had this little get-together where you get free food, free free drinks, that kind of deal. Well, I happened to be sitting with a gentleman, another big-time Tiger fan like myself, and he mentioned, he said, hey, you know what? You should check out the guy from New Mexico State. Have you brought him up on your podcast yet? And I was like, no, I haven't actually. I haven't heard anything about him. And he's like, well, you should check him out for sure. And I did check him out. His name's Chris Jans, and they beat UConn yesterday. So again, if they're waiting for Chris Jans, now that kind of makes sense. It would be fairly bizarre if nobody in Missouri Nation, as far as beat reporting goes, has figured this out yet. But again, this gentleman from, I believe, Palmer, Missouri, he said, he told me to look into Chris, Gan- Chris Jans, excuse me, and, and I have. And you know what? He's got a pretty impressive resume, I have to say. A guy who re- still relatively young at 52 years old. Now, maybe that relatively old compared to Kim English, Todd Golden types, but still plenty young enough to have a very long run at a place like Missouri. Well, Jans was mostly a, it seems like he was a, a, based on my research, a community college, junior college type guy until he finally got a division one head coaching job in 2015, where he led Bowling Green to its most wins in 13 seasons. Well, he parlayed that job into the New Mexico state job at one point. And then now for the last five seasons, you've got New Mexico State making four out of the last five tournaments, if you include 2020, when obviously there was no tournament. But, you know, again, they're on to round two. A pretty impressive resume down in New Mexico State. Not exactly a hot blood or hot bed, excuse me, of, of basketball tradition that is New Mexico State, right? Traditionally, New Mexico is the good basketball team down there. So to be able to have this level of success, a a top 100 Ken Palm team for four out of his five seasons down there, again, four out of five tournament appearances as well. Chris Jans is an interesting name, but at this point, there's no reason for me to expect that he's going to be the guy. But logically, he's about the only name out there that would make sense other than, again, the Murray State coach, Mike McMahon. And coming up, it does seem like Kim English is still a strong candidate for the Missouri coaching job, but there's a bit of conventional wisdom about English out there right now that I want to challenge a little bit. But first, it's that time of year again. Yes, it's March Madness, and hopefully Texas 
can make me look at least slightly intelligent today by moving on in round one. I said they were my favorite long shot to win a region at about 18 to one last I checked over at betonline.net because dang it, I'm already out of my survivor pool. So I'm going to have to find some more stuff to do over at betonline.net, some more props, some more over-unders. They've got it all covered. They've got you covered at betonline.net, the number one source for all your sports betting needs, whether it is March Madness or maybe you're into the NBA. Maybe it's fighting. Maybe baseball is more your bag. Again, BetOnline, the place to go. They've got all the action, all the trends. They've even got podcasts, news, scores, the whole bit. It's all there at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, maybe it's just the first name Kim that's bothering people, but whatever the reason, there is a bit of conventional wisdom out there about Kim English that I'm going to challenge a bit, and that is that, hey, well, if Kim English, if he weren't a true son, as it were, if he weren't a Missouri alumni, well, would the Tigers even be considering him? And the conventional wisdom says no, but... I have to challenge that a bit. When Kansas State is reportedly interested in Kim, in Kim English, supposedly Maryland is as well. I don't really see that one as much. But, of course, Kim is from the Baltimore area, so it's not that big of a stretch. But, again, if Kansas State is kicking the tires on Kim English, then a program like Missouri should be as well. Now, obviously, the connections to Missouri – it's especially in a world of, of name, image, and likeness, should be seen as a positive, not as a negative. It just seems like some fans are still feeling burned by perhaps the Barry Odom experience to some extent, but certainly the, the Kim Anderson experience, right? There were a whole bunch of people that thought, hey, bring back a true son, bring back you know the, the ties to the Norm days, and suddenly we'll just sprinkle that Norm dust on it and everything will magically turn up roses. Well, obviously the exact opposite happened, and in, and in fact that Norm dust turned everything into scorched earth, unfortunately. No offense to Norm Stewart, of course, but I just don't think that that's really an accurate idea that, oh, well, Missouri should be, be wary because he's an alum because, well, they wouldn't be considering him otherwise. I think if you look at objectively at what English has done at multiple stops at, at Colorado with, with Frank Haith down in Tulsa and, and even more so, I think, with Rick Barnes at Tennessee, he's recruited very well and has gotten credit for a lot of the big-time players that Tennessee has gotten over the last few seasons. So to me, again, the thing, I'm not really worried about Kim English's X's and O's ability or his leadership ability, but frankly, that's not the number one thing I'm looking for in a coach anyway. I just want a coach who can bring in talent. That's the number one thing I'm looking for. And if that's Kim English then by God, bring him on down. I don't care if he went to Missouri. I don't care if he went to – well, okay, I probably would care if he went to Kansas. But if he went to anywhere else, if he went to Hutchinson County Community College, fine and dandy, bring him on down. If he went to Pittsburgh State, I wouldn't give a crap. Because if he can get players, if he can get talent, if he can upgrade the overall talent of this program, well, that's what we need desperately because as much as a lot of fans like to complain about Conzo Martins 
offense, his scheme, his whatever it is, his X's and O's, his game day coaching, some of that legitimate, some of it not in my opinion, but it's all incredibly overrated because all we needed was just more talent. We needed Michael Porter Jr. and John and John and Jonte Porter to stay healthy. We needed more of those recruits to actually pan out, and we needed to not waste so many scholarships on guys who were just total reaches, like Christian Guest, for instance, like Axel El Congo, for instance, like Jordan Wilmore, for instance. If you replace some of those names with some actual productive basketball players, and hey, guess what? Conzo Martin might still be here. In fact, it's likely he would be if he just upgraded his talent Just one or two more players a season would have made all the difference in the world. Just his roster management was frankly terrible. And I think really Kim English will have a more modern approach to the whole thing. And I'm not being dismissive of English whatsoever. So I just especially don't want people to be dismissive of him just because, oh, we wouldn't be talking about him if he wasn't a Missouri guy. Well, probably not as glowingly. I'll give you that. But Who would have heard of any of these guys for the most part before this coaching search? Unless you're just a diehard college basketball fan. Well, guess what? All these mid-major guys are kind of coming out from relative obscurity and haven't proven it at the major, high major level yet as a head coach. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a candidate at Missouri. So guess what? You're just going to kind of have to make the best educated guess you possibly can. And to me... If the highest upside is Kim English, I'm starting to be more and more willing to roll that dice as the days go along here. But you know what? We'll continue to cover this coaching search heavily here on Locked on Mizzou. And, of course, when there actually is a new coach, we're going to cover that heavily as well. All the football stuff you can get to. Hopefully we'll have more JT Daniels news coming. But until then, I am John Miller, and thank you so much for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.